Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life and today... Today we're talking about stress and how to overcome it. Enjoy. Hey there, welcome to this episode of Blended Life. Where are we starting? Stress. Stress. This is the number one thing that blended family people struggle with. I think that's the number one thing that all people struggle with. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not all people, but Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking though, we haven't we haven't podcasted in a few weeks. It's been a minute. Stressful. It's been stressful. But I think we should talk about that. Okay. Um we have been putting out little fires everywhere. It seems like life has just been little fires everywhere. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it's been nonstop, and it's always our intention, but it's something, another fire starts. Yeah, and it's really interesting. I don't know how everyone is feeling about 2023. Uh, most people I talk to find it, they're not fans of this year so far it's been a really hard year so far for people and I know for our family um it seems like all the kids are struggling it seems like we are just stretched so thin in all areas of our life and I think that's why I was really inspired that when we were able to sit down and put out our next podcast what would be something that was relevant to us and universal for everyone and this idea of stress is very, very present and I think is being felt across the board, like you said, uh, for everyone, but especially in our blended families. Right. These kids are now teenagers. That's presenting a whole new set of stressors. Co-parenting teenagers yeah. is crazy. Teenagers who drive is Yeah, nuts. and it's, it's like all. every day something new comes up. Right? And like it's just so many high highs and low lows and just Tell me some highs. Everything in What between. are the high highs that you speak of? I don't know, but I know they exist. <laughs> this podcast, that's an extremely high high. You know, listening to it so that everyone's like, Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah exactly. You, you guys are back. Yeah, you hear them. So, but I, I want to talk about stress because I want to give people hope that you can 
It doesn't have to, you can overcome it. It doesn't have to be where you choose to stay stuck. And I think that regardless of your circumstance, regardless of the chaos that surrounds you, you can choose differently than to stay stuck in stress. And you can't control what stress is going to come at you, like what stressors are going to come at you, but you absolutely can control what you do with that when it does enter your orbit. Yeah, the problem is... Ooh, do tell. When it enters your orbit, it's like a meteor shower. It (laughs) enters, and then something else enters, and then everything else enters. Mm. And it's like it just never seems to stop. Mm -hmm. And I know everyone can relate. You know, it's like... It's the gift that keeps giving. Stress. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's talk about blended families and stress. You know, the universal thing in blended families that people find stressful are the kids. Yeah. And (laughs) (laughs) why are you laughing? No, I don't know. I mean, yeah, the the kids, that's the easy scapegoat, you know, but everything else is stressful, you know, so I don't know. (laughs) Producing this podcast, the stressful lights are going out. Cameras we had one go out last week. And look at that now, one. Like, yeah, no, I. Oh, yes, do you know? You. Oh, sorry. We had yes. a like. Oh, it's just funny to me. Yeah. Right when we we're talking about it. <sighs> stress. So, so, what is the opposite of stress? Like, if we were to give ourselves a destination, right? You don't. So, when I work with clients, I ask them yeah. what they want, and so often we're focused on what we don't want. Okay. Right. I don't want to feel stressed. I don't want to feel anxious. I don't want to be angry. Um. I don't want, I don't want, I don't want. And the problem with that mentality, I get it. Because that's you what know we're why? focused on. You know why that we're like that? Oh, do it's tell. because as kids, parents are always mad at us for saying, I want, I want, I want. So we got it in the mindset now that we don't want. <laughs> but it, don't want, no short, short men. Don't want, don't want. That song just went yeah, into my head now. Yeah. <laughs> we're just so focused on what's not going well. We're so focused on what isn't right, what we don't like. Um, We're so focused on the stress levels that we get stuck there. And hence the mentality of a don't want mentality. I don't want this anymore. The problem with that mentality is it's not a destination. You give yourself no place to go. So when you get stuck in negativity, it's a bummer because there's no possibility. You know, and it's like dropping so, a it's like dropping a roadblock in front of you. Yeah, you just and then you're like just stuck. there. Here's a drain. Circle it. Enjoy. Wow. You know, but if you want to get unstuck, the best thing you can do first and foremost, if you don't want to be stressed anymore, what do you want to be experiencing instead? Yeah. And that's half the battle is figuring out what the heck you want. Where is the destination? You can't arrive. If you don't know where you're going, you have to give yourself that. Much like when you start a business, you, your business has to have a vision. What is the purpose of your, of your business? Where are you going? If you don't know, your business won't even start. It'll be done before it gets yeah. off the ground. Yeah, what's your purpose? Yeah, so what nothing. What is your purpose? <laughs> but there's nothing different in blended families and in the stuck state of, so for you, what would the opposite of stress be if you were like, I don't want to feel stressed anymore. This is actually how I wish I could feel instead of stress. How many people are like Disneyland? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Disneyland is so stressful. Okay. What do you want? What would you want? Um, instead of stress. 
and chaos and fires everywhere. Uh, you know, uh, and I'm probably answering this for everyone. I mean, just the the easeability. But the problem with easeability, you know, is that a word? Easiness. Easiness. I don't know. Easeability. I'm gonna look it up. I like this. I like it. Yeah, but the, here's the problem with it, though, because we all the grass is always greener, right? And we all want life to be easy, things to come easy, you know, all of our meals prepared for us and on the table. Everyone does the grocery shopping for you. You never have to get out of bed if you don't want. All your bills are paid. uh, I think you're confusing easy easy with I made up the word. I get to make up the definition. Okay, okay. True story. All the things, all the easy, all the easeability that comes with easy abilities. The problem is you don't grow in easeability. There is no pressure or pushing, you know, there's no pushing to grow. There's no room to grow. So if you're, if everything comes easy and everything's super easy in life, no stress, you know, basically nothing to learn from, then you can't learn if there's nothing to grow from. Okay. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but no. No, I I don't (laughs) think that's exactly, actually, I was not going to say that. I hear what you're saying around easy, and I agree with you that when things are easy, you you grow in the trenches. Yeah. You don't grow in the meadow. Who wants (laughs) the stress of co-parenting or the stress of parenting kids going to school or what they're doing out in public or... You know, all just or all financial the, stress or it. job stress yeah. or whatever, right? Stress of marriage. Yeah, health. health you know, oh, all every of it. area. Every area we have been dealing with. Easeability. Easeability. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I like that ref I like that reframe, right? That we can look at stress. So one way to overcome stress might be that you just need to see it as an opportunity. That's what I'm yeah, hearing. That's what we keep telling ourselves. <laughs> but this is what I'm hearing you're you're trying to get at, right? Yeah. Like stress is an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to stretch and get some grit. Well, and I feel like learn. if if you're if you're believers like we are, like God uses those opportunities. God uses the opportunities to grow us. Um spiritually, um, gives us wisdom. It gives us it gives us kind of a platform to stand on because as we raise our children and we teach our children our lessons, we've got to have learned the lessons ourselves. You know, we have had to have experiences ourselves. How are you going to go tell someone how to hike and survive in the wilderness if you've never if you've done never it? never, ever done it yourself. I mean, Hence yeah. this podcast. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, it's like that for it's like that for a lot of things, you know. I mean, yeah, you can get close. You might have an idea. You may have watched YouTube. You may have seen a TV show on it, you know. But until you've experienced it, you can't really be an expert in it. That's right. No, de- God definitely does use our struggle, and we have to walk through things to light the way for others. Right. I don't know if you've listened to us for many years now. We've been on years now. Years. Years. Many. Many years. Almost five. A few years. Almost four. 18. I don't know. I don't know. 
But here's the deal. Almost we five. we started this idea of fla- the flashlight people being flashlight people. Do you remember this? Yeah. It kind of like went to the wayside, but maybe we resurrect it because that's the purpose, right? Lighting yeah. the path for others so that y- they don't need to fall in your mis- like your potholes, right? Yeah. Like we're trying to we're trying to talk about things that we've learned from and we've made mistakes around and you know, in in hopes that you don't have to, or we are trying to open up possibility for you to think about doing things a little differently. I think God also uses stress and struggle to pivot you. Sometimes, sometimes you need to be stripped of things. Pivot. I know that's the one of the best episodes of Friends ever. If you've not seen Friends, in the episode where Ross says that. Go, go watch it. While they're it. trying to move a couch. Do yourself a while favor. While they're trying to move a couch upstairs. So good. Pivot. But sometimes God strips you, strip you, strips you of things so that you're forced to shift. And it's for your good in the long run. Right. But it never feels good to be stripped of things. Whether that's financial no, security or whether that's um, ego and well, pride. Well, it never feels good to be you know. tested. Like, you know, stress tested is, f- I mean, basically what it is. It's where we grow, you know. How many of us are athletes, you know, growing up, and our coaches would make us run or skate ladders or push us, you know, to swim one more lap or, you know, to run one more lap, whatever that may look like. No one's ever stoked on that. I mean, you have to be some some kind of special to be stoked on that. And some people are, I guess, but, you know, but that is where we grow. Mm -hmm. That's what makes us faster. That's what allows us to play into the. And that's what trains you for what's to come. Right. Like that is God just affirmed what you said and turned the light back on. on. Um, Yeah. I mean, but that the struggle also trains you for greater purpose. So if you are an athlete and you're training and it sucks, you know, that come you know, competition or game day, you're going to be able to use a certain skill set to get through. And I think sometimes, you know, I always thought even, even as a child, when you have pets and you learn to deal with the death of a pet, not that it ever prepares you truly for death of a human, but it's a, it's something that does. It's a tiny bit of familiarity. But so, even as a even as an adult, you know, pets dying, you know, pets you're close with, like it's a sad, sad thing. Oh, but I, it yes, yes, it's a sad, sad thing. I just think about our puppies. I don't. They're they not have to live yet. forever. <laughs> They're not dead yet. Um, but we still have to go home tonight. <laughs> it's true. I I did not see this. I did not see this discussion going this way. But I'm so glad. It is. It's like I, you know, I always you have love, notes because you love death. No, I no. I mean, as far as like stress and kind of reframing how you see stress, you can see it as you can choose to see stress as destructive and um, disappointing, which and all which those things validating it all is. If you see it that way, or yes, you however can, it all is, even if you don't see it that way, it all is. But you can choose. It, it helps yeah. if you can also see it as a tool to move you forward, to learn lessons, to grow. I love yeah. that. And it's actually really interesting you bring this up because I have a client 
And one of the sessions um, in my six-month program, well, one or two sessions, we work on fear. And how do you overcome fear? How do you address fear head-on so it doesn't control you? In your personal professional opinion, what percentage of people out there would you say have fear in their life? 100. 100%? (laughs) On some level? On some level, yeah. Yeah, I would say we all. And a lot of us are just in denial. I you don't you don't fear anything. I didn't say I didn't. I was us. Who's us? A, Who's this us that you us speak that, of that are listening to you and they're like? No, I think fear. at the heart of it. So this is what I'm going to say about fear, right? Yeah. And it was so genius um, because. It, I work with clients on overcoming fear, and so usually we talk about a we are many fears, but we yeah. we use a specific fear that they are experiencing to work through and okay. breaking that. And down that can and be any things. fear that they choose. Yeah, like okay. What's your current fear, right? Um, a common fear that um, a client recently worked through, different client than what I'm about to share with you guys, but a client um, and her and I have always kind of shared this fear. But what what if the kids choose to to not ever come home. What if they want to live with the other parent yeah. full time? That would be So it be has to be so it has to be a fear in like a blended family. Like if I no, come to you and I'm like any fear. my fear is toilet spiders. Yeah, we could work through that. Really? Yeah. Dang. If you guys have fears <laughs> if you guys have fears, I mean even of toilet spiders and you want to work through them. This is part of your program. It's not just all about fears, right? No, it's just one part it's one of part my multifaceted of it really is though. Program. It's we very work with a it, lot of things. it is very fascinating. So if you guys want to work through your fears and become how would you explain it? Becoming heard now at gmail.com. But how would you explain what you do? Because you listening can be a part of this. Yeah. So I'm a life coach for adults and blended families. Yeah. I am certified as a life and health coach on on seven different areas of life. So from health to spiritual to career to at general life to blended families relationships, all kinds of things, right? So, but specifically what I do is I take clients on a transformational journey and we close the gap between who they're showing up as and who they want to be. So we, so let's talk about stress. This actually ties in perfect. And then I want to get back to fear real quick because I had a point to tie it in. But, you know, when you have, there's a gap between who you want to be and who you're showing up as. And in that gap lives stress. It's very stressful to be someone you're not, you don't want to be. Yeah. And I think in blended families and anxiety lives in there, that gap, depression lives in that gap. Um, there's a lot of things that that gap houses. And so through transformation and, and coaching, clients get the tools and awareness to close that gap. So who they're showing up as is the person that they want to be. Yeah. The problem is, is that we all should all over ourselves. Yeah, should the bed. Yeah, we are We are watching YouTube channels and we are looking at Instagram and we are reading magazines. And, and the Tic Tac. And the Tic Tac. And we are on Instagram and we are, did I already say that? Yeah. Well, we're on Instagram a lot. And Fookbook. <laughs> but, or we have, you know, we have people speaking into our lives and we have our spouses and we have these kids and we have our co-parents and we have our co-parents 
new spouse and we have our spouse's ex and it just seems like everyone has an opinion on who we should be in our blended family right right and so we should all over ourselves we we have all this input and we take it all on and we start to define who we are in our blended families in our blended family through shoulds and that's inauthentic and it isn't it feels really bad and that's where the gap starts to grow so if you can take the time and do the work to figure out who you actually want to be and learn to habit change and quiet the noise of everyone else things start naturally falling into place stress naturally falls to the wayside because it doesn't matter what people are saying or doing you're good with you yeah now so Anyway, back now. To if, well, okay. hang on. But a few uh, a few people listening, I can hear them go. Well, I've already tried therapy. I've already tried oh. going to um, therapy, and it counseling stuff counseling. Like that. It didn't work for mm-hmm. me. But now, if you will put your hands back up, like you would, like how to left or right, like uh, we can show people what this looks like. Like, look at this is this is where you are right now. And and that's your people who are listening though. I have my hands parallel to each other. Yeah, with the distance. And I'm gonna put my them. other one up here. So the oh. difference is your right hand, mm-hmm. your left hand's in the middle. Yeah. And your right hand's on the far side. Yes, and your hand is behind my left yes. hand. Yes. My hand uh-huh. is like therapy. It's working in the past. It's back here. Oh. Right. Look who's been paying attention to what I. Where do. your right hand is coaching. Is the future. It's the future, and that's what you're working towards, and that's what you do. Yes. You bring people into the present and realize where they are now and where they want to be and get them there rather than therapy, bringing them back and dealing with the things. Which is super important. Like, I I invest in therapy. But you you see what this all is a whole. This all creates where you are right now. Yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah. So you need to be able to get forward, though. That's right. Because sometimes, well, in the simplest ways, you know, coaching is transformation through habit change. Right. And so, uh, so often, you know, you have to, uh, gosh, and people hear me say this all the time in breakthrough sessions, but in order to, to have something you've never had, which for most of us, we haven't had a blended family before. So we're stressed out because we are are in roles we've never had before, we're in a situation we've never been in before, and the problem is, and this is where stress comes in, is we're using old habits, old coping skills, old thought patterns, old behaviors. We're using all these old ways to get new results. Right. Which and which is the definition of insanity, <laughs> which is stressful. Yeah. You know, so the problem is, is especially in blended families, is that you have to become someone you've never been before. And that is a process and that takes work and that takes someone coaching you. Oftentimes you, you grow in community. Right. Well, which is which is so, neat because not only do you do one on one coaching, but people growing in community. What's your new? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. What's your new rollout? I know. This is happening right now. You this guys. is happening right now. So March 22nd. I'm starting group coaching for blended families and I'm limiting it to eight people. 
So it's very exclusive. It's this very first one? limited. Yep. Okay. And it's going to be Wednesday nights at okay. 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's going to be three weeks on and one week off to give okay. everyone a break. Um, but and if I'm it's listening 12 to, sessions. But if long. I'm listening to this in November and I just found this podcast and it's like this is months old now. Yeah. You're still doing these. Yes. Right? So, so reach out. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. Say you're interested in group coaching to find out when the next group is starting. Um, total what? time, these groups are going to run 14 weeks with 12 sessions. Okay, and real quick, and sorry, weeks. because we're not trying to create this as an infomercial. However, this is very valuable information because a lot of people are listening to this right now because they want clarity. They want to know what the heck am I doing in this blended yeah. family, and I want community. I want help, Yeah, which is why we put this out for free and um, are trying to create just awareness here. However, you can take it a step further with Julie and do coaching now what's the difference between one-on-one and group coaching yeah what are the two differences why do one or the other so one-on-one coaching it's all about you yeah you know um it is all about you and um a lot of people find it you the listener not me yeah it's not about (laughs) eric it's about the client a hundred percent and you get that individualized attention. You get um, a program that is tailored around what you are going through specifically. A lot of people love that one-on-one privacy as well. Yeah. Um, they don't feel comfortable sharing in a group, and they really like um, just having the security to know and the confidentiality and the exclusivity of just it is you and me and we are in it but there's a lot of people that and people want that one-on-one relationship too you know there's a lot of people that like community and want to be a part so the uh, the upsides of of community right you grow in community yes which is you know one-on-one coaching is community it's a small community but you have a partner um group coaching is really, really cool because one of the most valuable things, I think, in getting overcoming stress in your blended family is getting out of this sense of isolation. I think the one of the hardest parts about blended family, and actually in our, our Facebook group, it's private if you guys don't, aren't a part of our Facebook group. Right. We have a blended families Facebook group. Um, how do, how and do people find that? Go to Facebook, type in blended life group. Okay. And it should pop up. You can right. join. You have to answer questions. If you're not willing a to answer the very, questions. A couple of very simple questions. If you can't answer them, you're not in. So yeah. But it's, it's not like, it's, oh, man. Like, no. I have to Yes, think, no. Like, very basic. Yeah. Very, there's very two basic. questions. Yes or no. Anyway, um, but part of this, uh, you know, there's like a little picture that represents the group. And uh, what I wrote in that is I, uh, one of the most difficult parts of blended family is the lack of empathy even from your spouse, because what we forget is that everybody in our blended family is having a different experience. Even though we're all living in the same home and doing life together, your experience in our blended family, it does not mirror mine. Right. My experience doesn't look anything like yours. And so that's really hard because We feel alone even though we're married sometimes. We feel alone even though we have a house full of humans. You know, we feel alone even when we have a co-parent. No one truly understands what we're going through. 
And so that isolation is very stressful. And I think one of the beautiful things about community is to be able to see that, you know, you're not alone, that there are other people struggling with being in a marriage and feeling alone, you know, or or having a co-parent that you respect and hate at the same time, you know, or having a stepchild that just pisses you off or disrespects you or having a, a bio child that's going through a really hard struggle and, you know, your fears around all that. I think the beauty of groups is that when you, like, when you raise the water, all boats rise, Yeah, you know? And so. So insightful. I, I'm not even saying it right, but as a tide rise, as a tide rises, all boats to yeah. you know what I'm trying to or say. Or as I'm not the toilet flushes, altered sink. But I think one of the most valuable thing is like it's dynamic thinking. It's it's being in community. It's sparking um, insight and the motivation and encouragement and um, friendships. It, it birthed out of it as well as being coached, right? So there is like wisdom and guidance and structure tools that are given but the inspiration that is sparked out of coaching i mean five heads better than one sometimes yeah yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of little golden nuggets that yeah. can come out of something like that okay so coaching's you know uh, and i will say i'm having it if you're listening to this wednesday march 1st 2023 i'm having an informational meeting at wednesday March 1st at 5.30 p.m. specific standard time. It's Zoom. So if you want to get in on that meeting, I have unlimited space in that Zoom meeting. So feel free to email me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and you can get the Zoom link for that um, and and join us. And that's free to join that? Yes. It's just a breakthrough session slash informational meeting where you'll find out pricing and bonuses and how it's structured. And But I will say... I'm limiting groups to eight because I want everyone to be able to have a voice. I don't, I don't, I want to make the best use of our time. And so for now, groups are limited to that number. Um, So if you're interested, please reach out and I will, and if you can't make that Zoom meeting on Wednesday, the first, still reach out and we can figure it out. But Groups will be Wednesday nights. Becoming heard now at gmail.com. So back to fear. Yeah. How did we get on that tangent? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, so how you, how you reframed stress, my client for herself also reframed fear. She's the only client I've had so far who saw fear as beneficial instead of a hindrance. Oh, and I loved that. Yeah. She's like, yeah, but fear is what drives me. Like for her, fear isn't bad okay. or debilitating. It's almost a... Uh, it's it's, a, it's like a fire under her butt. Yeah. Like well, if it's she's almost afraid, a challenge. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I love that. That's kind of what, you know, what we were talking about earlier. And so she sees it as a tool okay. instead of like a bomb. She sees it as a tool, so she embraces fear. Okay. She doesn't, and it was just really, really, really neat. I loved that. And I was like, wow. Because if you're not afraid, stress is also birthed from fear. 
Yeah. How stressful is it to have to do something you're afraid of doing? I wouldn't know. I'm not afraid of anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, one of the biggest things you can do to overcome stress is to reframe it, which is genius. And another thing is to get out of isolation and do the work to give yourself a destination. I think one of, so where I thought we were going with this yeah. <laughs> in the beginning was so often for people, the opposite of fear is peace. Hmm. Like if I'm not afraid, yeah, I'm just at peace. Oh, okay. You're just like, yeah, nothing's, nothing's going to bother me. I'm, I'm not, I'm not afraid. Along. I'm not, I'm going back to fear. Yeah. It's like on the brain. If I'm not stressed out yeah, yeah and yeah, I'm I at peace, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. And so if your destination is peace, what do we know about peace? Peace goes along with acceptance. I'll just say a bunch of hippies, but yeah. Yeah, but you, if you think about it, if you're at peace with something, you accept it. Yeah. You don't have to like it. Okay. You don't have to agree with it. It's interesting. I don't feel like that's everyone's definition. It's probably the right definition, but everyone thinks of peace in their own. Like, think, what are you guys thinking about? Like, what's peace look Lack like? Lack of sound upset. Like? Yeah. Calmness. I think, yeah. It's more of being a. Bother, unbothered. Yeah. It's more of an earthly term these days oh. than like what the actual definition. I think for me, peace is just unbothered. Like I'm at peace with it. I don't have to. And see, I, I think people think, see it more as like no war, everyone getting along, um, you know, no no one having problems with anyone else, mm. no racism, no, you know, all the, mm. like I said, the earthly things. You know, whereas like you're really speaking the truth. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, 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 what I do know about peace is that you have to have some level of acceptance. And so I think what really helps people in blended families, I think we have to, we're stressed out a lot of times because we disagree with what's going on and we feel out of control and powerless because people are making and doing and saying things that are, not aligning with your what what you want and not aligning with your opinions and not aligning with you know how you would handle that situation and so you get all worked up and stressed out because things are going on that are really not aligning with you and and what you want and I think we all have to stop it and accept it well I think that we have to have a level of acceptance that People, so, we don't, like, I think we need to reframe how we see blended families. We need to let it be okay to disagree. Yeah, so, but if everyone just accepts, and like you said, the level of acceptance, and everyone just accepts that it is the way it is, that brings peace. Because that kind of blows my mind. Because if that's the way it is, world peace isn't so far-fetched as everyone makes it seem. <laughs> one thing in it let's just get blended family peace and then we can talk about world peace so peace and blended families though i think we have to stop thinking that peace is agreeance you know what i mean i i think that we have to get over the need to that everyone agrees and that everyone is on the the same page and that everyone is aligned with you you know, it, it, I think accepting the things that you can't control. There is so much that is going to be out of your control in your blended family. Okay. 
right? Right. You can't control what the exes are going to do. You can't even control what your kids are going to do. You, you can't, can't control, control the, what your spouse yeah, you is going to do. You can't control the kids in the other household. You can't control the families in the other household. Like, basically, when the kids leave your house and they go to the other house, you kind of lose control. You can't control how they're parented yeah. over there. That's right. You know, and you can't control how your spouse is going to parent their kid. And I think that is the crux of a lot of stress in blended families. And so when we talk about this idea of acceptance, if you don't have power to change something and you're not going to leave over it, you can choose to spend every day upset about something. You can choose stress every day or you can choose to accept that you know, the, the bio parent is going to parent how they, he or she sees fit. You know, kids are going to make a choice over what house they want to live in. Other people are going to choose to treat people or say things. And so not that you can't discipline kids or, or, or raise them up, but there has to be some level that it's okay to disagree. It's okay to not be perfectly aligned and you have to have this acceptance like you have to accept that the exes are going to be who they are right we can't change people no otherwise we'd all be perfect people well no I, I don't even know how that would look like if everyone was able to change we'd be robots else, I, yeah but it wouldn't even work like it would like it, it would be it, like magnets everything would be bouncing off each other yeah. and nothing would work Right. And as much as you want to change other people, you better believe other people want to change you. Oh, you better believe it. Right? Like, I know as much as I would change everyone around me, that everyone is looking at me saying, and you too. Yeah, you wouldn't even exist. I wouldn't even exist. So I think this idea of acceptance, like letting things just be instead of constantly being upset about things all the time will help decrease stress. Right. Another thing, if you want to be peaceful, you have to be a promoter of peace. And are you being a promoter of stress or are you being a promoter of peace? You know, when we're all stressed out, and I'm certainly guilty of this, we're like little sand devils. Is that what they're called that just spin around? Dirt devils or whatever, yeah. You know what I mean? Little little mini tornadoes. Like that's how we do life. And so now not only are we experiencing stress, but we're spreading it around and we're being a promoter of it. Yeah. And it's just something to consider. Like if, if you don't like the stress state you're in, then you need to stop promoting it and you need to start taking care of yourself to get out of that stress state so that your household isn't in the constant throes of it. Or if you're in a difficult co-parenting situation, you know, are you going to continue being a promoter of, I don't know, conflict? Or are you going to be a promoter of peace? Are you going to be the one that changes the habits? Or just, yeah. yeah, stops engaging in conflict right and i think it's just something we really have to think well about. i think a lot of people are always waiting for everyone else around them to change everyone puts the ball in everyone else's court and you know it's a, at the end of the day like we can only change ourselves we can't even change our children let me tell you we cannot change our children we can guide them and give them the best information and parent them the best we can. But at the end of the day, God gave us all free will, including our children. Yeah, they do. They do have free will. Yeah. And when you try to put them in a box, they rebel. That's what I know. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe not maybe in the some, moment. No, maybe, maybe when some, they're older. 
Yeah, but it's it's one of those things that you just we have to we have to accept it. Like if we want people to change around us, we need to change ourselves. We need to change our habits and our behavior. We need to approach people differently and we need to teach and give lessons, you know, when it comes to our kids. But at the end of the uh, end of the day, we might want our kids to be an astronaut, but they might grow up to be a freaking meter reader. Yeah. Let's talk about things like practical things to help overcome stress. These are all mindset shifts, right? So I think practical things that can help you overcome stress is one, having a plan. Okay. So often we have zero plan. And what we know about plans is that they calm people down and not to like if, Many of us are okay if things don't go according to plan. Like, we understand we're adults. We know things happen, things come up. But simply having a plan in place calms the mind down. Yeah. And so that's a really excellent way if you're experiencing stress in your life. Do you have organization as one? Or is that part of, like, no, because a plan and organization are differently. But I feel like organization helps a lot with stress. Right. It's it's kind of like having a plan. It's kind of it's kind of and decluttering. It probably, it probably fall yeah, it probably falls in the same group. It's not the same thing. But so would, I would say decluttering yeah. too. You know, I'm never more stressed out than when I walk in our home and there's just uh, clutter everywhere. You know. <laughs> bike parts everywhere, car parts, camera gear. Yeah, and you, you there's like it. there's no place to set anything down. Yeah. It's stressful. So I think I, I love I love organization. I also think decluttering. Um, those three things will help calm you down. So if you're f- experiencing financial stress, get a plan in place. How are you going to tackle it? It might be a long, hard road, but a plan will help calm you down. If you're having issues with kids, get a plan in place. Like, what are we going to do about this child and their behavior? If we are having marital problems, okay, this is the problem in our marriage. How are we going to overcome it? Simply having a plan is giving you action and action is what gets you unstuck you can't move and stay in the same place at the same time the problem is we get stuck and never move and we feel defeated right so a plan gives you a way to take a step out of where you're standing yeah and you know what even yeah okay so it is something and that takes communication though right which is a whole Another discussion. Yeah. Because in order to have a plan with someone, you got to communicate it. Yeah. And kind of problem solve it together. But that's also what happens in the trenches, isn't it? We say we grow in the trenches. I think the discussions we have in the trenches is how are we getting ourselves out of here? Yeah. Well, and that's, that is the growing. I mean, that is the uncomfortable conversations. But as someone as maybe say, such as your client, they might see that as a challenge, and they might be like, wow, this is a great thing. I know, weird you know people, I mean? I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, some people so really enjoy inspiring. that. So It's yeah. really inspiring to see life that way. Yeah. Okay, another, fun, uh, another um, great tool to ease stress is fun. Yeah. You know, so don't sleep on fun. I, I, I often think I'm going to write a book one day, and I think if I ever did, I'd dedicate a whole chapter to fun, which yeah. is probably shocking to you. but what i do know you want me to write the chapter for (laughs) you you? yeah no but not only does fun ease stress right you are so stressed out (laughs) (laughs) 
But really, fun is the gateway to connection. And this is the advice I give for blended families who are newly together or they're trying to newly blend. One of the easiest and best ways to blend is just to have fun. Yeah, and that doesn't always mean financially expensive. You know, it doesn't always have to involve money. Fun can be in your living room. Fun can be in your backyard. At the park, on the beach, hiking, it could be Swimming. anything. It could be something playing cards. so simple and so far out that people don't understand. Like, yeah, it could be something so easy, just as long as you're having fun. Go take all the sheets out of the cupboards and off the beds and build a house fort. Yeah. But see, fun evens the playing field and takes away all pressure because nobody's thinking about blend. Like, nobody's thinking of the pressure of a blended family when you're just having fun. And kids, you know, it's a great way to start. Like, think about it. When you're having fun, do you feel unsafe? No, I'm thinking back to the old house forts I used to build as a kid. You're like, I'm we're going home tonight and building a fort. I the most ridiculous one now. <laughs> um, but no, back when I was building those house forts, I didn't feel unsafe. I wasn't thinking about anything but how much fun I was having. And the people that you were having it with, yeah. right? It's a bonding experience. Yeah. So that's a really useful tool. Another useful tool when you're stressed out is to literally break state. So get physically out. Our state's out. broken. We live in California. <laughs> That's true. It's crap. We need to get out of state. <laughs> um, but breaking state really just means physically removing yourself from the space you're in when you're experiencing stress. And it helps you recalibrate. And that might just be enough to continue on in your day. So if I'm having a really tough moment in my office, let's say. I had a really hard conversation and I had I I might go outside for five minutes and just get some fresh air and break state from my office. I might um, or if I'm having a difficult conversation in my home with with my daughter or something like that, I might have to like I always go outside because I like outside. <laughs> but, you know, I might go to a different room. Right. You know, or I, I might just go somewhere I, else physically. Yeah, I do. I do that quite often. I'll just. Yes, leave you do. the room. You know, I will go into a different room. I mean, multiple times a day. It's my son a really will be, good. Tool. My son will be working on a car or a dirt bike out front, and I'll come out. And we'll be doing something. He'll be grumpy with me, and I will literally just turn around and walk back in the house. Mm. Yeah. Well, it's a really useful tool. So those are three practical things you can do to help relieve stress. Yeah. Um, other than just like massages and baths and. <laughs> What else do you live in? Not ours. Um, We talked about acceptance. The other thing I want to talk about in regards to overcoming stress is I think there's this idea in our culture, especially, that we have to be everything to everyone. Yeah, I feel like that quite quite often, all the time. You have to be everything to everyone. And the fact is, is we all have limitations. Yeah, I reached mine. So long ago. I'm surprised I'm still standing. I think allowing everyone in your house to have limitations and owning your own will help with stress. When you own your limitations, then you are not going to burn the candle at both ends. You are not going to say yes to things that you know you shouldn't be taking on. You know, when you're able to own your limitations, it's actually really an act of self-love most times. (laughs) You're saying I hate myself? (laughs) 
I'm like, Are I'm not even like, I'm not even like a candle burning at both ends. I'm like a ball of wax covered <laughs> in candle wick, just burning. You're a fireball. Fireball. Pitbull wrote a song for you. Yeah. Um, but I, but I think it also extending that grace to others, right? You have limitations. Your, your children have limitations. Your stepchildren have limitations. Your spouse has limitations. And it's that kind of that idea of shooting all over yourself. Well, don't shoot on others. <laughs> <laughs> don't shoot your pants in public. Sir. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll be really helpful with stress though. <laughs> oh my gosh. Another thing we need to talk about is yeah, expectations. I just shit myself. Expectations. Okay. What's so adjusting like? expectations according to limitations. Dang. They go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah, I'm trying to Because I'm trying we to have all these this. Well, like that's I think we have all these expectations of how our blended family should be. It all goes together. The <laughs> shooting, <laughs> the limitations, yeah. the expectations. That is the giant ball of wax lit, lit on fire for most yeah. blended families. <laughs> the giant shit ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. So you need to adjust your expectations to honor everyone's limitations a little bit. We have unreasonable expectations, you know, <laughs> See, you finally admit it. Yeah, or we pub- have yeah. we have unreasonable or unrealistic expectations. Yeah, you know of how, and sometimes that looks like. Uh, well, I'll just say, yeah, especially us step parents. You know, I oh, feel like speak into that. No, I feel like that's like that's something that so many of us can relate to. Uh, probably all of us can relate to. We have so many unrealistic expectations because we're. We expect to be like a normal family, but at the end of the day, we're a blended family and we just don't get the same privileges as much as we want to have them. Like, it's just, it's unrealistic. Do you a lot see of how this all goes hand in hand now? Because now you're talking about acceptance. Yeah. This episode's <laughs> the should. Yeah. Right. So you, you have to adjust your expectations and accept what you can't control. So. Yeah. If you think you're going to have equal rights as a step parent, that's a pretty unreasonable and unrealistic expectation to have. Yeah. Now, not to say it can't happen, but the fact of the matter is 99.999% yeah. of the time, that's not going to happen. <laughs> right. I mean, for that to happen, you would have to have full support from your spouse that, yes, you're equal to me and you and, what, what and you says probably goes. Full, and probably full or equal custody. You would have had to have do- adopt the child. You'd have to have so many stars align and circumstances yeah. that you're probably not even listening to this podcast because things are probably just going swell for you. Well, and the, also the expectation that you're going to love your stepkids like you love your bio children. Yeah, but that's, but there's a, there's a. I'm like, people love their bio children. I love my children very differently. Yeah, but, that, but here's the thing is I, I have a daughter who's a stepdaughter. And I love her just as equally as I love my biological son. Do you love my children as much as you love yours? No, I love them differently. You love exactly. I love them differently. And I'm just being honest. That's yeah. I'm fine with that. It doesn't offend no, I, me. No, I know it doesn't. No, I know <laughs> it doesn't. But there's an expectation I think people have right. going into blended families. But I'm, my point is, my point is that it, it can happen, but it's not a forcible thing, you right. know? And there's a lot that would needs to take place for that to happen. Right. You know, I mean, it, it's hard to have that happen, too, when the other bio parent is very present and in the lives of yeah. the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many circumstances. So many circumstances. And, and, and 
situations, and everyone's different. You know Every- what causes a lot of stress? <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking. <laughs> Name about, it. Well, I'm thinking about expectations and blended families, right? Okay. And we've done podcasts on that. But this idea of like fairness. Oh. No, there's that no causes such thing. a lot of stress. Like everything's got to be fair. There's everything's no, got to be yeah. equal. There's no such thing as we should just accept that. There's no true. such thing as fairness in a blended family. Thank like you. it just, I mean, again, they're in a perfect. You, there's someone not listening to this that has a perfect blended family. Yes, but it's none of us. Well, I don't think it that might exists. be you, but it's not. Um. Yeah, I think that you have to understand and accept that things aren't fair and that's a good life lesson for children life is not it's a, yeah, fair which is a, a so, big reason why your kids should play sports in a competitive league as, as children doesn't mean they have to be good doesn't mean it has to be a sport you like doesn't mean the kids even have to like the sport but it's important for kids to learn how to win and lose and and, and learn sportsmanship because right. sportsmanship is life sportsmanship is going Dang it, life isn't fair, but I gave it a good shot. Yeah. I'm going to push on and try to do better on the next thing, or I'm going to learn from this and try to do better. There's so many life lessons that come out of this. You know what's another thing that I I just, it was an epiphany on me, and I probably have always known this, but I'm sitting here at a meeting the other day, and I go, man, Cub Scouts was a great thing for me. I learned so much, like, stupid, valuable life lessons in Cub Scouts, and such I hated as, it. Such as? And I hated it. Um, cleanliness. Respectfulness. <laughs> you hated it. All of these just, like, very simple things, you know? You had to just, you had to be neat, orderly, ty- you know, just all the <laughs> things. And there's just, I hated all this. I hated the structure. I uh-huh. hated... Going camping, but not actually being able to camp, having to follow rules and not being able to just go play, having to go collect. I didn't even get to collect sticks. I would have been stoked if I could go collect sticks. I had to do all these stupid chores that I didn't want to do. But now as an adult, I'm like, damn it, dude, those chores were easy. Look at the crap I have to deal with now. So yeah, but it lot. gave you like a lot of lessons you need yeah, to learn and I'm, to and do I, life and, now. And the, the epiphany, though, the other day is I'm like, it's it's too late to put my 16-year-old son in Cub Scouts. You know, he'd be in Boy Scouts now and he'd be too far behind. You have to go through like, you know, all your steps, I Cub Scouts, know. Weeblos, like all the things. Um, you know, but I know some some guys who are Eagle Scouts, you know, and that usually comes right at the end of high school and you know, or right after high school. And I'm like, these are some good men. They're good people. And not that Cub Scouts or Boy Scouts was the whole thing. You know, the reason why they're there, but it gives you a good life structure. So if you guys are listening to this and you have some some young men in the house that are, you know, early elementary school and you guys have a good Cub Scout organization around you, not a bad thing. Your kids aren't going to probably love it. Or they might. I don't know. Or they might. I mean, there are some times, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, I got some really good, just cheap valuable lessons out of it that were <laughs> cheap lessons yeah, really <laughs> i don't know hopefully it hasn't changed too much in the years but i'm like man we're gonna get cub scout hate mail watch no i think i think they'd be stoked on this i think no no, no people who hate but i don't know oh anyway. that's all right you, you can hate it all you want i hated it i'll hate it with you but i'm like damn it was good for you I, yeah I, like vegetables um yeah but worse <laughs> 
No, I had a lot of fun. We almost killed our friend once. Mm. So adjusting expectations is going to help you to overcome stress. Yeah. I think we need to stop having unreasonable. Uh, do you, can you think of any other unreasonable expectations that people often? I know the love thing. I'll, I know I'll the fairness thing. About one out. I know. Um, or oh. the expectation that your family's going to look in a certain way or be like somebody else. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. I think that every family is too unique. No, and that's the thing is you need to allow people to. Again, got you as parents, you guide kids and you guide your family, but also give your family room to grow. Give your family room to be different because difference allows other people to see difference and allows people to learn and grow, mm-hmm. even within your own family. You know, if we all walked around looking the same, smelling the same, you know, d- talking the same, no one would learn because everyone would be the same. And it kind of starts in our own households. Yeah. You know, allow people. But as parents, we need to guide in a healthy, constructive manner. Yeah. But allow our kids to be different. You know, allow our spouse to be different. Right. And that's it. Like, we put each other in a box. We want to put each other in a box that we're comfortable with, that matches our aesthetic. Yeah. That looks, you know, pleasing to our eye. And, And what I'm realizing is that, the biggest stressor in blended family might just be that we make it all about us. Bunch of narcissistic people. I should write that down. Okay, you write that down, and I'm going to talk about people wanting to make everyone else like us. Like, we need to get over that. Wouldn't you say? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It just, we have expectations for our children. We have expectations for our family, for our, you know, for our husband, our our husbands or our wives, you know. But again, if we don't give room to learn from one another, if you were just like me, what would I need you for? (laughs) I mean, really, though, I mean, you'd be perfect, (laughs) but I wouldn't need you. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that's intolerable, as I I learned in my coaching um, education is children find it intolerable when they're in identity crisis. This is childhood is all about figuring out who you are and your place in the world and trying to make sense of how you fit in to the world. Maybe one episode. Yeah. Maybe one episode we come in dressed as our childhood selves. Could you do that? Yeah. I could show could you a you? picture right now of my childhood self. Oh my gosh. Do you want to see? No. I'll show you off. <laughs> off air. Um but you're right. I, I think that we, our children are very different yeah. than us. Yeah. And we don't allow for them to figure out their identity. When when that happens, children get mental health issues because it's intolerable for kids to be in identity crisis. Now, as adults, it's intolerable, too. We just have coping skills well, to yeah. deal with that. Um, children don't have coping skills yet to deal with identity Well, crisis. here's the thing, so, too, is if we push children to be a certain way and we don't really, they don't really see eye to eye how they're going to be that way, they're also not going to have the skills to continue to be that way after they're out, after they're gone. They're not going to know how. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, or they're going to experiment for the first time out of your home. Yeah, with anything. With everything and everything, and they're just going to go, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's like the classic, like, preacher's kid who was forced to do this, that, and the other thing, and then go off and rebel. Yeah, but a shepherd doesn't take a sheep around on a leash. A shepherd simply stands out in the field and guides I've never loved you more than I do in this moment. That was brilliant. <laughs> that was badass. <laughs> that was brilliant. Wait, no, say that again. Wait, shepherd don't take their sheep around. Take their sheep around on a leash. On a leash. Writing that down. Continue. Yeah. They they lead and they guide, you know? They're out there in the fields just leading their sheep around. And that's and that's uh, that's what we are as parents. That's what we should be as parents. We should be out there guiding our children, not taking them around on a leash, not Mm -hmm. forcing them into a box and carrying them around. Right. Because when it's time for our kids to get out of that box or get off that leash, they're going to get lost because they're not going to know their way. You know what I mean? You put a blindfold on and you carry them around. That's true. You put them in a box or you put them on a leash. They're not going to know how to do that themselves because they're not feeling that. They're not understanding that. No. This isn't coming from them. Right. So again, as as I said earlier, God gave us free will, but he didn't give us as parents free will. Well, yes, he did, but he also gave it to our children who have free will, but it's our job as parents to guide our children. And what, so the, I'm not even going to lead you there, (laughs) (laughs) but the best way you lead is through how you live. There is no better teacher for your children than the way you as a parent are living your life. Right. So if you are asking your children to do or be something that you yourself are not, it's not going to stick. All they will remember is that they were forced to be someone they didn't want to be. They don't remember the lesson. Yeah, and they're not going to feel it. They're not going to understand it. Because if they don't truly understand and know and feel it, they're not going to be able to continue it. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I think, is a really great, useful tool overcoming parenthood stress. I'm just trying to tie it all back in together. But like overcoming stress of parenting, you know, the feeling the stress of having to have a perfect child or to have a child that looks a certain way and acts a certain way and having to have a child that fits into some box. You know, I I get the stress is birthed out of a good intention, maybe. Yeah. You know, but really relaxing into... You know, you do need to have boundaries, right? Boundaries for kids, structure for kids. I'm all very good. Consequences for kids. Doesn't mean that they just go do what they want when they want. But we're not talking about that. That is different than talking about who a child is versus the other. Does that make sense? Are you, you know what I'm trying to say? I'm singing in my head. One of my favorite all-time favorite songs is by Pennywise. It's called Perfect People. I don't know that song. It's a great, great, great song. That's a punk song, huh? Yeah, but it's very good. I don't know it. Go listen to it. All right. I think that's wrapping up our episode on stress. I would love to know your feedback, though. What works for you when you're trying to overcome stress? Or how have you overcome stress? Yeah. We'd like to to know. Well, thank you guys for being with us and listening to us and just being a part of our blended family because... We don't have all the answers, but with you, it helps. Yeah, we're in it together. We're not alone. Neither are you.
All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.